Hello, hello, everybody. It's Yaracel, the multipreneur. It's 12.56 my time, which is Eastern Standard Time. You know what that means, y'all. We're getting ready to get the show on the road in four minutes. It is Monday. So you guys know it's a Money Monday. Hi. So it's good to see everybody starting to jump on. We're going to get it rolling in four minutes. Get the show on the road. Yes, indeed. I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. What's going on, everybody that is joining me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, Anchor, Spotify. What's going on, everybody? I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. I'm excited about this week. It's going to be a wonderful week. If this is your first time watching, I'm Yaracel. Here we talk about money. We like to talk about doing money God's way. And we go live, but you can always catch a replay on one of the platforms that I just told you about. All right. So TikTok crew, you're probably like, hey, we're not live. So um, TikTok, you will not be live um, simply because we are going to start uploading the entire show onto TikTok. That way you guys can see the words and everything like that. That was a big concern with those of you on TikTok. So you listened and I follow. Yes, indeed. You guys, today I'm so excited about this topic. We're going to talk about tapping into your faith when it comes to money, this is a big deal. Um, I wanted to end the month of January with this topic because so many people have been reaching out to me, feeling super discouraged, starting off the year. Maybe the year is not start. It's hard to start off the year um, coming off of holiday time. And so when you're trying to hit your money goals, January is not always like a solid money month for some people, to be honest. So we're going to get back to tapping into our faith as it pertains to money. That's what we're going to talk about today. And then we're going to reset and pick up in um, February on some power moves that we can do to really hit our money goals. Okay. So I have 12.59 my time. You guys know we get started at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. trying to uh, make sure I have everything all set and ready to rock and roll. And I think we're ready. I think we got it. I think we got it, guys. Okay. Well, hello, my friend. Thanks for everybody that's joining. All right. It's showtime. Okay, it's Yaracel, the multipreneur. It is 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Hi, it is Monday. You know that means it is a Money Monday. Today's topic, my friends, we are going to talk about tapping into your faith when it comes to money. If this is your first time watching, thank you so much for joining. Here we talk about money. We like to talk about money God's way. And we like to talk about all things money. I want you comfortable talking about money as if we were all sitting at the dinner table together having dinner. All right. So how do we start off Money Monday? We started off the same every week with a scripture. Today's scripture is, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. And that is a NIV version of 1 John 5, 4 and 5. All right. So like I was telling you, if you missed um, when I was just kind of chit-chatting in the beginning of the show, we were, I, I've been, a lot of people have been reaching out to me. It is difficult sometimes in the month of January coming off of the holiday season to really zero in and hit all of your financial goals. Sometimes it can be really difficult, especially because we do spend a lot during holidays and inflation is really on the rise. The cost of food, all of those things have um, totally gone up. So it can be difficult sometimes to hit your money goals but I want us to, I felt like we needed to really tap into our faith when it comes to money. I wanted to revisit this topic as we move into February on Wednesday. Can you believe it, y'all? It's the next month of 2023. It's the second month. But as we move into February, then you can reset and really begin to start to hit some of those financial goals that you really set for yourself and things that you want to accomplish this, this year and things that you wanted to accomplish last year that maybe you didn't, okay? But first, I just kind of want to take it back a little bit, and I want to talk about some things that form lines around our life. And I actually learned this from um, Pastor Dennis Rouse and, um, about 20 years ago, actually. <laughs> he taught me this, and I, don't, I haven't forgotten it. But he talked about things that form lines around our life. And the first thing that forms a line around our life are voices of our influences. You know, everybody telling us what can and cannot be done. And a lot of times we try to pretend that other people's voices do not affect us, but it is just simply not true. They do. And so, um, you know, that is a, a line that's formed around our life. The second thing is the voice of our carnal mind. Um, let me just tell you, that's a this is a big battle for me because constantly all throughout the day, sometimes I feel like my brain just won't shut off. You know what I'm saying? But Satan likes to fill our mind with thoughts of failure, um, unworthiness, negativity, um, uh, insignificance. It's, it's a constant battle in the mind, right? Like Joyce Meyer's book, The Battlefield of the Mind. If you haven't read that book, you should totally read that book. And if you haven't read that book in a long time, go back and read that book. It's kind of like one of those classics, read this book multiple times a year kind of thing. But um, anytime you hear those negative thoughts, always remember anything that is related to failure, unworthiness, you know that is not from God. God does not put those things in your brain. And a lot of people don't realize like the enemy can't hear your thoughts, 
but he can, he studies you, he knows you, um, he can talk to you and he can talk to you through other people. So you have to be really careful um, because that is a line that forms up around our life. And then the third one um, that I learned from Pastor Dennis 30, 20 years ago, it was like 20, 20, 20, um, or 2003. I know some of y'all like 2020, no, even though 2020, you understand, that was the year. But the voice of our circumstance <clears throat> and <clears throat> what he was talking about during this, what I remember is that most people, and I find this true today, they live their life based off of just what they see. They build, they build their life, they base their life off of everything that's happening around them. So whatever is happening around them, that's what they go off of. And so don't you know that none of these things have anything to do with your faith, okay? See, faith is now and hope is the future, okay? So faith is now, hope is the future. And what you need is you need faith for the things that you can't see. I'm gonna put that up on the screen, y'all. So you need faith for the things you can't see. And that's what faith is all about. Everything that you can see, you don't need God for. And so when it comes to redoing this whole thing, when it comes to our money and how we really want our bank accounts to look and stuff like that, add God into the equation. Now you got to tap into your faith for the things that you can't see. And a lot of people forget this because they're, they want to be in so, so much control of everything. Um, and to the, and, and to some extent, I think God gives us the ability to plan and prepare. He teaches us to plan. He teaches us to prepare. But at the end of the day, we are not him. Our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. He is so much bigger than us. And he has, he had, he, his things are, uh, his plans for us are so much bigger than what we think. Like his plans for us are like out of this world. So you need faith for the things that you can't see. Okay. And so, you know, I just gave you the three lines. Well, what he talked about then was how do we take our faith and use our faith to cross over those lines? Okay. So for those of you jumping in, how do we use our faith to not listen to the voices of our influences. You know, everybody telling us what can and cannot be done. How can we use our faith for to over to take the power over what the enemy is telling us in our brain? How do we use our faith to overcome the circumstances that are right in front of us? Like I'm looking at my bills. I took my journal, Yarsel, the journal that you wrote that some of you do not have, or most of you do not have. Get your journal today. I'm gonna put the website up. <laughs> But I look at my bills, I look at my debt, I don't see how to get over that. How do I cross the line of, how do I take my faith and cross the line of my circumstances? What it is I see that's in front of my life right now? Because I know what I believe, um, I know what I want, but how do I take my faith and cross over the lines? I'm so glad you told me. So we're gonna talk about that today, taking our faith to cross over those lines. And so what I found is that all of the ways to cross over the faith, to take our faith to cross over the lines, excuse me, you can find it in Hebrews 11. And I think it was just so brilliant when I um, was looking at this, is that I'm going to give you five ways to take your faith to cross over those lines that we were just talking about. And they're all in the book of Hebrews. And I love this. So, And it's actually all in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. 
Um, so I love God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we're going to use an example of our boy, Abraham. Okay. So, um, number one, you, you got to take, use your faith and we got to take our faith to cross over the lines of the unknown. So if you read Hebrews 11, eight, okay. So what it said in verse eight, it said by faith, Abraham, if you don't know who Abraham is and you need to go back and do a little less because we don't have time for that today, but um, Abraham, when this is what the word says, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he is going. And sometimes we really struggle because we're like, I don't know what to do. We're scared to take a new job because we're like, I know this job I'm in now. I don't know about this other opportunity. What if I go into a bad situation? But some of you, in order for you to come out of the financial situation that you're in, you have to make some more money. And that may mean that you might need to leave this job that you're at. You might need to stop being afraid. Fear er, is from the enemy, not from God. He has given us no fear. Fear is a spirit. So for those of you who are dealing with fear, I bind up the spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus over you. Whoever is watching who is dealing with that. But you have to really know that you have to cross the lines into the unknown. You use your faith to cross over the lines into the unknown. There might be an amazing opportunity waiting on the other side. So be like your boy, Abraham, who, who is the father? You know, we serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, same one. And he didn't even know like where he was going. He just went. So don't be afraid to take that step, y'all. You can, you're going to be all right. And the second one is crossing the line of the impossible. So if you go down a little bit further in that same chapter, Hebrews eleven twelve, it says, and by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children um, because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. So I'm read again. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, y'all, she was like, she was 80. At, what, something like that. Maybe not. Yeah, she was 80. Was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Okay. And then number 12 says, and so from this one man, and he as good as dead came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. So they were like a hundred. I think he was a hundred. She was like 80 y'all. I mean, like that seems really impossible when you think of it. And sometimes we're in a space to where, say we're looking at our debt and you're like, I got this much debt. It seems impossible. This is how you're going to take your faith to cross over this line. And you got to use your faith. You can't see it. Honestly, I wish I could say this is the end. You don't have the answer. I don't have the answer. God has the answer. That's the faith. That's what faith is, right? Okay, remember, you need faith for the things you can't see. That's what faith is, okay? And God is, what does he tell us? It was our first verse in the beginning that that victory for everyone born of God overcomes the world. The victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. You guys have to understand that that's how important faith is. Don't let people make you feel like faith is like not a big deal. It is a big deal. It is with faith that you please the Lord, period. Don't get it twisted. So 
All right, I can go on and on about that. Number three, we're gonna take that face, we're gonna cross the line of positive feedback. So let me go a little bit further down and read 13. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. Y'all, this is huge, right? Why? Because you don't have to have everybody affirming you to move forward. You don't have to have everybody, you know, telling you that it's going to be okay to move forward. Move forward. Move forward, you guys. You don't need to be looking for what this person is going to say or what that person is going to say. Number four, take that faith. We're going to cross the lines of the pull of the world. Oh, my goodness. We're still in Hebrews 11. Move down. I love this. So then it says in 15 and 16, if they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return. So if they was thinking about the country they had left, that was behind them, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. So what does that say? Stop worrying about what everybody else thinks is best for you. You understand what I'm saying? You got to give up some things so that you can go to the great things. You know, the books that we read, the good, give up the good so that you can get the great. Um, move forward. Don't look at what is behind you. Look at what is in front of you. Okay. You can't take that old into the new. So I'm just trying to tell you, don't worry about what everybody else thinks is best for you. Well, you need to do this. You need to do that. Um, personal story here. When I was opening my, when I got the opportunity to do the apprenticeship program so that I could get an insurance agency, so many people told me not to do it. They were like, yard sale, why would you do that? You have children. Um, you know, you need to have this income coming in. You need to do this, that, and the other. But let me just tell you, everything that God does, he does it well, and he does it good, and he does it decent, and he does it in order, and he has a plan, and his ways are not our ways. Because if I could tell you what is happening to me right now, because I made that decision, you will understand. And I will be able to share with you soon, but not today. But I will say that, trust me when I tell you, don't worry about what everybody else thinks. It's only what God thinks. And then last but not least, take that faith so that you can cross the line of sacrifice. This is scary. Okay, so let me roll on down to 17 through 19. And then it says, by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God has said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Like that's confusing, right? Abraham reasoned, this is 19, Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. So for those of you who may be not familiar with that story, um, when the Lord had told um, Sarah and Abraham that they were going to have a child, it was um, 25 years later before the baby even came. So what she had did was she had took matters into her own hands and she was like, okay, well, I'm an old woman, so maybe you know I need to help God out a little bit. 
So she got one of her servants to sleep with her husband to have a baby. However, that is not what God's plan was. God's plan was for them to have the baby that they had, who was Isaac. And so that's why when God refers to Isaac, he refers to him as his only son. Not that the other baby had not been born yet, because he he was born. He was the literally, he's the oldest child, but it's not the child that God had his his plan for. And so, um, and so anyway, um, when um the Lord, see, Abraham had that type of relationship where even when it was scary, he honored God. You know, he had the fear of God. He he followed God. And sometimes when it comes to us, so God had told him to bring Isaac up and he told him to kill him, to sacrifice him. But because, you know, he was willing to do it, God put a, that's why we say there's a ram in the bush. You know that saying? God had a ram came out and he was able to sacrifice the um, that animal instead of his, his child. And that's why when God does things for us and it's like out of nowhere, you're like, oh, that person is my ram in the bush. You know, that's why we say that. But um, but when it comes to the line of sacrifice and taking our faith, this is scary because that means sometimes we have to give up something or that means sometimes we have to give up something that we really like, something that we love or whatever the case is. But I'm going to tell you right now that it's not easy to put your faith into action. And it is not easy to, you know, I wish I could sit up here and tell you like, you know, it's, this is all you have to do. It takes literally like a day by day thing when it comes to walking in your faith, because it can be very scary. But I'm here to tell you right now that there is hope. And remember, the hope is for the future. That faith is for today. So when you start to take a look at your your finances, when you start to take a look at the debt that you have, when you start to take a look at the money that you have saved, when you start to take a look at where you want to see your bank account go to, when you start to take a look at the results that you want to see um, in your business, whatever the case is, when you when you look at your investment accounts, how you want this money to move and grow and everything like that, you got to start tapping into your faith when it comes to money, regardless of what it is that you are seeing, what people are saying to you, regardless um, what it whatever thoughts are coming into your mind, start tapping into your faith. So I want to challenge you today to spend some time with God and ask him to help you to increase your faith when it comes to your money and to show you some strategies and ways that you can be to build up your faith when it comes to your money so you can move into some different things. And for those of you, again, I just feel like some people are so afraid to to take a different turn when it comes to increasing their money or getting more opportunity to make some money. I'm telling you, step outside of that box, let go of that fear, apply for the job, ask for the raise, update your resume, update your resume. It's time for you to update that resume, update your LinkedIn, go after it, take your time and go after it. Take those skills, start the blog, start the business, do it on the side. I'm not saying quit your job, do it on the side, write the book, 
whatever it is that you need to be doing, plan the event, plan the event, whatever it is that you need to be doing, start doing that now. Start doing that now. All right. You guys enjoy that today? Yeah. All right. So how do we find me? How did you get in touch with your girl? You can visit me at my site. I am the multipreneur.com. For those of you who are on Instagram, um, follow me on Instagram at I am the multipreneur. You can also find your girl on Twitter at the multipreneur. I am on TikTok as well at Yarasel. And you can always um, you know, find me on Facebook um, at the multipreneur. You are so welcome for the inspiration, my friend. Um, it's just my pleasure to be able to share and give to you. And thank you for your inspiration. You're always motivating people out there. But you guys, you got it. It's going to be a wonderful day. It's going to be a wonderful week. I'm telling you, as we roll into February 2023, y'all, this year is rolling. It's time for us to get busy and get into action. All right. I'll check you guys out next Monday, our first Monday of February. Everybody have a wonderful week on purpose, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.